Today, with the church throughout the world, we celebrate the feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. This feast was declared a dogma on November 1st of 1950 by Pope Pius XII. And in this document, as he recounts all throughout history how people have believed that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven, he gets to the point of the dogmatic definition at the very end, and he says that at the, as Mary's life came to a completion, God assumed her body and soul into heaven. It's very vague language, you might say, at the completion of her earthly life. What might that mean? There are really three different beliefs we can have regarding that statement, because the church doesn't tell us what to believe, except the very fact that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. What does the completion of her earthly life mean? One way that we can believe about this is that Mary dies, and then immediately in that moment is taken up body and soul into heaven. Secondly, we could believe that Mary dies and is placed in the tomb, maybe for three days according to some accounts, and an apostle arrives late, they open the tomb and realize that her body is not there. In our preface today, it'll say that Mary did not suffer the corruption of the tomb. But that doesn't mean she couldn't have been in the tomb for a short while and not suffer corruption. In fact, in the Holy Land, there is the tomb of the Blessed Virgin that is preserved in an Orthodox church. The third belief one could have about this completion of Mary's life is that simply her life came to an end. She didn't die. She was without sin, wasn't subject to the penalty of death. And so God took her up, body and soul, into heaven. These are the three beliefs we can hold about the assumption of Mary. But the completion of her life here on earth, that's what's central to this feast today. And I think really one of the points that we can consider then is the completion of our own life, that of death. To think about our death, yes, but also maybe the deaths of people in our own lives that we've experienced. Death ultimately will come for you and for me, and it's come for many of our relatives and our friends. But what were those moments, those last moments of their life like? There was a parishioner that I just buried a few days ago. And as I met with the family, they told me that as Norbert was dying in his final moments, in the last minutes of his life, he began calling out for his wife, who had died only a year or more ago. Maybe for Norbert, as he was there waiting to go to the Lord in those final moments of his life. Maybe his family member, maybe his wife came to his bedside and there accompanied him for his meeting with the Lord, 
in which he would give an account of his life. Maybe at death, we know, we believe, we hope, we will see our loved ones again. All throughout Christianity, all throughout Catholicism, in the stories of these many saints, revered for their holiness. People wrote down their last moments, their very last words. And maybe those can help us understand what happens at the moment of death. We're told that St. Stephen saw the heavens opened as he commended his spirit to God in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. St. Bernadette Subaru, who was privileged with an apparition of the Blessed Virgin, in 1858, in Lourdes, France, where this miraculous spring of water comes up from the ground, in her final moments prayed, Holy Mary, pray for me, a sinner. Saint Padre Pio, the famed Italian saint and stigmatist, mystic, he died with the names of Jesus and Maria on his lips. Mother Teresa, died saying, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. John Paul II died saying, let us go to the Father's house. These final words of these holy men and women of our Catholic tradition, did they tell us something about the moment of our own death? Did St. Bernadette pray, Holy Mary, pray for me, a sinner, because the beautiful woman she saw at the grotto of Masabiel has come back now and was going to take her to see the Lord? Was she praying that prayer of intercession because she saw Mary? Did Padre Pio die with the names of Jesus and Mary on his lips because they were right there at his bedside? Did John Paul II say, let us go to the Father's house because he already had the Father's mansion in his vision? Is that why they profess? Is that why they say these words on their deathbed? And what was it like for Mary when it came for her at the completion of her earthly life Many of the Eastern accounts tell us that the apostles gathered around her bedside, just as Mary would have been at the bedside of Joseph when he died, just as she stood at the foot of the cross when Jesus died. And so they gathered with her, and in the iconography of the church, in these beautiful images depicting the Dormition, the Assumption of Mary... There Jesus is, waiting to bring his mother into heavenly glory. Did Jesus come to her bedside? Was she assisted by the angels who carried her to the heavenly realm? What was it like for Mary? And as we consider the Blessed Virgin, we can consider our own death. What will it be like for us in those final moments? Like the saints, will we die with words of faith on our lips? Maybe like Elizabeth, in our dying moments, we'll say, how is it that the mother of my Lord has come to me? 
because Mary has come and she has visited our bedside in those final moments, that she's true to that prayer that we pray so often, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, that she comes to our aid in those final moments of our life, And maybe, like Elizabeth, we'll be able to say, Blessed am I, because I believe now, I see what I have believed. And maybe, like Mary, in those final moments, as we go to see the Lord and as we see him face to face, we'll say, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And that praise, as we draw our dying breath, will be what will be on our heart and on our mind and on our lips forever in that eternal kingdom of heaven.